Hello, and welcome to Health Affairs This Week, the podcast where editors and staff of Health Affairs talk about healthcare news of the week. I'm Vabron Watts. And I'm Jessica Bylander. Before we begin, just a note to our listeners that this episode discusses the subject of gun violence and death. This week, we are reeling from devastating news of the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, a small town west of San Antonio that is about 50 miles from the U.S.-Mexico border. On Tuesday, an 18-year-old gunman shot his grandmother and then killed 19 children and two adult teachers in a fourth-grade classroom at the elementary school. This comes days after 10 Black Americans were killed at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, in a alleged racist attack. Yeah, it's hard to put into words how sickening and disappointing these tragedies are and how powerless many of us feel in the face of yet another mass shooting and not knowing if or when anything will change. As a parent, I can only imagine what it must be like for families to lose their children in this senseless way. Um, So the most recent shooting in Texas um, is the deadliest school shooting since the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, where 20 children and six adults were killed. And that was not quite a decade ago. So I I remember that day very vividly. I'm sure we all do. Um, And there was this sense at the time that something might really change, I think, because it was sort of among the most vulnerable children, first graders who were killed. There was real momentum in the public to really do something about it this time. Um, And, you know, get something off the ground to change at least how guns can be accessed in this country. You know, there had been school shootings before, Columbine back in 1999, the massacre at Virginia Tech in 2007, but um, it, it felt like something something new was going to happen, but it didn't. Um, the momentum really came to naught, and U.S. gun policy has not changed much in the past decade. So what happened, Vape? Unfortunately, you know, in 2013, there was the Manchin-Toomey bill, a supposedly supposed to be a bipartisan bill that was supposed to get backing from across the aisle. Um, Unfortunately, that bill was not passed in 2013. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants to put gun control back on the agenda, but knows legislation isn't likely to pass. I was just reading an article today that did a poll if the public thought thinks that Congress will do something about gun legislation and 35% said that, no, they will not do anything about gun legislation. Um, President Biden is trying to um, do something about gun legislation. President Biden has nominated Steve Dettelbach uh, to head the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, a bureau that hasn't had a permanent director since uh, 2015. You know, 2015 was seven years ago. As you mentioned earlier, Jess, that really nothing has changed within these um, past um, 10 years um, since, you know, we did um, have an unfortunate event um, happening in um, Sandy Hook. Yeah. And and so the the bill that failed would have expanded um, background checks to almost all gun sales, um, not not the most progressive bill, but even that failed to pass. And there have been other efforts to prohibit high capacity gun clips and make other changes. You, you know, just over the, you know, since, you know, Sandy Hook, you know, a lot of 
movement has been trying to happen to really pass gun legislation. And one was dealing with gun legislation as a public health crisis. I do know, um, remember Barack Obama did, um, during his administration, did reach out to the CDC to see why there is gun violence in the first place of what, you know, pushes people to gun violence. What else do we know about this being a public health crisis? You mentioned the CDC, and interestingly, the CDC has not been allowed to actually research gun violence, um, or effectively, it was it was somewhat banned from using federal funds to do this for nearly two decades. Um, back in 1993, I think a study found that a CDC funded study found that keeping a gun in the home was strongly associated with an increased risk of homicide. And following the publication of that, which got a lot of media attention, the National Rifle Association lobbied against this type of research. So just as of, I think, a year ago, the CDC has started funding gun violence research again. So hopefully we will know know more in an area that is, I would say, understudied. But um, we do know that in 2020, firearm-related injuries became the leading cause of death among children and adolescents. So certainly making it a public health crisis. Um, It had been the second leading cause after motor vehicle crashes and before cancer, but firearm deaths, particularly homicides, have increased dramatically in the past years and especially during the pandemic. Um, And then in addition to the obvious direct threats to your life that are posed by guns, um, exposure to gun violence also poses health risks for survivors. We know that adolescents and communities that have experienced violence can suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder and risky health behaviors, among other issues. And a study we published last June by Sarah James and colleagues found that among the cohort of children they studied, one in five lived or attended school near a deadly gun violence incident. So this is this is a widespread problem to to be exposed to um, such violence at a young age. And they also found racial and ethnic and income disparities and exposure to violence where Black and Hispanic children were more likely to be exposed and low-income children were more likely to be exposed um, to violence near their home or school. So, babe, a common thread is in many of these mass shootings is mental illness. And um, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, even suggested that the shooting was due to the broader mental health crisis, not the state's gun laws. So what are others saying? You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that, um, you know, for a while um, since we've had this spike in um, um, gun violence, um, um, to be exact, since Sandy Hook, there has been over, um, what, 3,500 mass uh, shootings um, reported, which is mass shootings um, is defined as when um, four or more people are um, are shot. Um, but but, you know, one of the things, you know, that usually comes out of this is like, you know, what is the person's mental capacity and things like that. And so we do have word from mental health organizations, including the American Psychiatric Association, which has been saying for years. And I quote um, saying that, um, you know, it is important to note that the overwhelming majority of people with mental illness are not violent and are far more likely to be victims of violent crimes than perpetrators of violence. So that is something that mental health organizations um, are really trying to um, distance themselves away from from putting um, all of this, uh, the onus completely on um, mental illness. And, you know, that's something that, you know, um, we need to work on um, as a um, as a country. 
you know, and listening to um, President uh, Joe Biden um, address uh, the Uvalde shooting, you know, he did say that like other countries that we have, you know, domestic disputes. We even have uh, mental health problems. I'm not saying that this is really to, to mental health problems, you know, is that other countries have, um, you know, people who who may be lost, but these kinds of mass shootings, you know, are uh, maybe not as prevalent with um, this kind of frequency that is that's happening in America. So, you know, he really wants to get down to the point of like, why is this happening? Why are we willing to um, live with this? And, you know, what are we doing to um, change that? Yeah, mental health issues certainly are ubiquitous, unfortunately, but um, but it seems like the second piece really is access to guns. I think we'll wrap it up there. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims of the Uvalde and Buffalo shootings. And to our listeners, please take care of yourselves. Tune in next week for more health policy news and thanks for joining us.